When it comes to discussing the realities of parenting, you can expect some sensitive material and occasional profanity. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Anonymous Mom, a podcast where two childhood friends reconnect to discuss mom life, adulting, and everything in between. Before we start this week's episode, I have to tell this story. My daughter's a Leo and it's very Leo. (laughs) The other day she asked me how to spell her name. So I spell it out. And then she goes, how do you spell God? And so I spell it out. And then she goes, how do you spell is God? I just shot her a look like, um, (laughs) and I tell her, (laughs) it's like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Where are you? Did you just discover that you're the God of your own universe? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Four-year-old. That was just very Leo vibes. I felt. (laughs) That is hilarious. I love her little, okay. Like the way she asked was so like, like, it was so thought out. Yes. Like, okay. So I'm going to ask this and then I'm going to ask this. And then. (laughs) (laughs) This is absolutely insane. I was just like, okay. (laughs) She's adorable. But this week, what are we discussing? Oh, we're going to discuss that elf on the fucking shelf. That number. (laughs) I don't know where it came from and why, why? Well, we're going to find out because yeah, I didn't well, either. Yes. Well, thank you because oh, it's like fun that first year, I guess for me, it was fun that like one or two years. And then after that, I was like, fucking thing has to come back again and, and give you the yeah. dirty evil eye if you didn't move it. Yeah. You introduce that stuff. You introduce it and you better be uh, prepared to follow uh, through and keep doing yep, it. Yeah. When we didn't move it, I always told the girls, it just really liked that spot. It could see <laughs> everything. It was yeah. like, I'm not moving because this is the best spot in the house. And Isn't that the whole it. point yeah. of moving it though? So. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I was lazy and never wanted to move it. I didn't want to go to bed. <laughs> oh my God. Well, like you, I had no clue where the fuck this toy came from because it looks vintage. So I right. just assumed it was one of those old traditions that went away and had a revival. But it turns out it's actually inspired from a 2005 book. And Mm. according to Romper, quote, Elf, which each family adopts one and Mm. gets to name it, keeps a watch on kids and reports back to old St. Nick about whether they've been naughty or nice. The wildly successful book then gave birth to the corresponding elf toy, which parents move around the house overnight, with the elf popping up in different locations each day to keep an eye on the children. Kids can talk to their elf, but they may never touch him, or else he'll disappear forever, according to the book. So that's in Um, the book. Yeah. Why do we have to add the trauma? I know Disney's all about every story has to have trauma, but... Do we need to make it this severe that he disappears if you touch him? I don't. I think it's forever. Yeah, forever. You adopt him like not until next year. Yeah, yeah. So if you do something wrong, you're gone forever. Also, too, I love that where it's adopting him, but then he's only out for a month, a year. Where max, max, (laughs) max. Goes back. If if you're you, it's like two days, and he just sits. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. I've never partaked, but also that style of Christmas stuff creeps me out. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. You know, like that claymation from when our parents were The kids? Ruby, or not Ruby, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, so the claymation, that yeah. claymation. I don't know what it is, but it I hate it. It freaks me out too. 
And I know for our parents, it's a very nostalgic, they, you know, fond memories for them, but no, thank you. No. So creepy. And then the what, like, where is it? Where, like, one where you're pulling a tooth out? It's the abominable. That's the root. That's root off the red nose reindeer. Is it? Yes. Yeah. And it's weird. I've blocked it out of my memories. That's yeah. how much I hate it. Oh, uh, I, all those weird. Yeah. I don't even like Wizard of Oz. That you don't freaks Wizard me out. Wizard of Oz? Mm-hmm. Freaks me out. Freaks I me out. see that. It freaks me out. But I don't like the flying the monkeys? monkeys. The monkeys. <laughs> it's just everything. The lion freaks me out. Like their faces with all the makeup. But I don't like clowns because I don't like makeup on faces like that. Like that freaks me out because I don't know what they look like. I hate clowns for that reason. I don't like face paint. If I know you and you have face paint on, it's fine. But if I don't know you and you have face paint on, it freaks me out. Hey, do you remember in high school when I got you that Mr. Bungle CD because it had clowns on it? <laughs> nope, blacked it out. Blacked it out. I probably threw it right in the trash. <laughs> I wrapped it up in gift wrap and everything and I gave it to you just to yeah, see your I, face. Did I probably? It was at like, lunch. I have a very vivid memory of this. I don't at all. <laughs> probably <laughs> cried. I remember that I wrapped it up in paper and because you got we were like all excited that you got a CD. <laughs> yeah, me and my CD, I just brought my CD. This is weird. I legit just I found my CD case out in the garage and I brought it in to listen to my old CDs today. I'm not fucking kidding you. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Have you listened to any yet? No, but in our Jeep, we have a CD player. So I would oh. throw in my and I threw in the old sneaker pimps. Nice. I don't think I have my CDs still. I think I got rid oh, of all of that. You can't get rid of that. I have still have all the CD cases too. I the CD cases you had to save. You know, I should check my mom's because that now that you said that, it's like God. I really don't think I would have thrown them away. But I no, have no you're clue. too musically like me. Like you don't throw that shit away. Do you remember when we went to Hooters and somebody broke in and stole my CDs? Yes, I do. I totally that was remember so that. messed up. And we found up. the screwdriver in the car. Okay, yes! this is a whole other podcast. We gotta get back. To- all right we're getting back elf on a shelf okay. now whether or not the whole elf on a shelf tradition is healthy for a child is up for debate among many psychologists there are some that say believing in santa participating in elf on a shelf can foster creativity and imagination however others note that promoting good behavior simply to get rewards in return isn't really the best thing in the long run which I can totally understand. Quote, it's more effective to motivate them to behave good because it's a good thing to do, says Dr. Jacqueline Woolley, who's a psychology professor at the University of Texas in Austin. I see both ways. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be an in-between, right? Oh, and we're going to get to the in-between. So we're going to we're going to cover everything. So again, this isn't about saying that this is horrible and don't do it. Right. Uh, I personally think it's creepy, but that's just my own personal opinion. There's things that I do that I'm sure people are like, what the fuck is she doing? So (laughs) let's talk about that reward psychology, because that is something important for childhood development. So whether or not you participate in this, this is something that we do have to address just for simple, basic childhood development. Quote, when children get used to constant rewards for doing what we ask, we're training them that the reason to do what we ask is because they're going to get something out of it. And this is a quote from Dr. Laura Markham. If you offer your child a reward for stopping bad behavior, you're actually training them to misbehave in order to get future rewards. And I don't think that that's something parents think about. Now, obviously, we all do that. Right. You know, I mean, there's points where it's just like, all right, if you stop doing this, I'll give you this. You know, it's not relying on that and making that. A conditional thing obviously every once in a while is not going to be damaging but if this is just because you know it works you rely on it 
you're setting your kid up to not really understand that you should just be good to be good. Not because you're getting something out of it. With the whole elf on a shelf thing, how you actually participate with it in that tradition also factors into whether or not it's a positive experience for your children. Because even Children's Hospital's website (laughs) weighs in on this debate, which I thought was amazing. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) And again, our uh, sources will be linked. So they say, quote, if parents feel pressure to keep up with other parents by matching or one-upping the ideas that they post on social media, or if what initially was intended as a source of joy becomes more of a burden... then maybe the elf on the shelf should pack up and return to the North Pole, end quote. Oh, I shipped him away. Why? I shipped him (laughs) away. He's gone. (laughs) I sent him to another family that adopted him. Another family adopted him. Um, I think he's actually in the sock drawer, to be honest, but I have no idea. That's weird. Okay. Well, we had to hide him. We had to hide him, and I never know where to hide him. They're not going to go in the sock drawer. (laughs) This is something that we brought up before and that idea of like, you know, the keeping up with the Joneses. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't see it necessarily that much now, but when it first became a craze, that one upping and this whole making this contest outside of the actual tradition with your kids. Right. It became about the parents and see, like the parents getting something out of it and, you know, having attention on social media because of all the weird stuff that they're doing with the elf. Right. So it's and a if fine you're having line. fun with it. And that's awesome. Like if you're doing it out of pure enjoyment for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think there was a girl who actually, which I thought was a phenomenal idea that was on Facebook and she sold elf on the shelf kits. So for each day, it was a kit that you could buy to have your elf do this thing. And she monetized on it. I'm like, girl, you go. Like What though? Like cooking and cleaning or? No, like something silly the elf would do. Did you see the Skittle ones? I didn't buy it. I have no idea actually what was in it. So the Skittles one, and then you put it on a plate and then you put water and it looks like he peed a rainbow. And then like the Hershey Kisses, like you pooped Hershey Kisses. So like that was a day. So like she sold two weeks of the elf. So it was like 14 things that you could do with the elf. To me, I was like, you took something that people don't want to do and yeah. made it easy for them that maybe you do want to do it and fun, especially if their young kids enjoy it and simplified it. I thought it yeah. was great. It's when you have to make it something where you're getting like the whole point of it is to be a, an activity with you and your child. Right. With the stay in social media, making it about attention or being cool. Right. Or You know what I mean? It, like that's where it, it takes the- away from the... Yes, and you can do the elf thing without posting it on social media, too. That There is that thing. Yeah, or posting, thing. Like, posting it like, oh, this is funny, but not having to make it where, like, you spend all this time focused on making it. It should be effortless. Yeah. And then this is the other point. So if the primary motive is to manage a child's behavior, for example, frequently saying, well, the elf on the shelf is going to tell Santa how you're being bad, then the children will interpret this to mean that it's not their behavior that's being labeled bad, but it's them being bad. Right. So this is the part that I have a problem. This is my biggest problem with this tradition. If parents do call the elf to report to Santa, it should be used much more often to reinforce good behavior rather than report problem behavior. Right. Because using the elf as a threat for punishment like saying that you're not going to have presence if you don't behave well, may be fear-inducing and contrary to the goal of using the elf to bring joy. 
Right. It's the threat mentality of it that I mm-hmm. like, and that's all I see when I see it. Why aren't we using it for the positive of like, oh my God, the elf gets to report how great you were to your friends today. Right. But that I, you it, gave your, you know, toy to your friend today. Right. And I think it goes back to everything's focusing on the negative. That's, yes. Nobody po- nobody focuses on the positives because God forbid we do that because it's easier to focus on the negative. Yep. And I think just as parents in general, negativity is that emotion that seems to come out. Why I'm not gonna lie. That? I didn't even think about the. Po- I didn't. I even did think not about even. Using I it like, oh my god! I get to tell the elf yes. about how great no, I did not your friend today. Until you said that, I was like, oh fuck, because I was always like, oh, you because just wait. Santa's gonna <laughs> because the fucking book. The whole point of it is that scary shit. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. All that you stated the above. Yep, guilty. After you said that, I saw that part of my note. I'm like, well, here's where you come in. Here's, and that was me. I'm not, I'll be completely honest. I was always like, yeah, Santa's going to find out about how you yelled back at me. You just but wait. The, fa- <laughs> the fact that it's written in the book that if you touch the elf, he'll disappear forever. Like that yeah. is so horrifying. Yeah. And it's triggering is. to us talking about those Christmas villages when we're kids. Yeah. <laughs> We're creating trauma with this elf. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that that whoever wrote that book had a parent like us where they had yeah. the, cer- the very expensive ceramic village that they could not touch. Anyways. It's like payback to their parents. Like, oh, you just wait. I'll show you. I'm writing a book about the fucking freaky <laughs> elf. And people are going to live and die by this thing. This <laughs> book was written from their repressed trauma. Yeah. It's all making sense so, now. Mystery solved. <laughs> So Dr. Jacqueline Woolley, who was cited earlier, also says, quote, there's no way to get around the fact that telling your child an elf is watching them is, well, a lie. (laughs) They say, I think most parents want to keep lying to a minimum, she adds. And in a season when you're encouraging good behavior, like, you know, not lying, (laughs) this could send mixed signals to a child. So you can tell this person's really against elf on a show, and I love it. Because it's true. Right, but we're also lying about Santa, too. You know what I mean? That's the hard part. Well, they bring that up, too, because they bring up tradition. So the idea of Santa and St. Nick has been around so long that it's a tradition that can be referenced for how long it is. Elf on a Shelf has only been around since 2005. While this could become one of those old traditions, how we're doing it now is going to severely impact the positive of that becoming a tradition like Santa. Yeah. If we can turn this around to be a positive thing. Right. And again, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I, right. But I, I mean, I can't lie. Like, that's what I did with the damn elf. Like, I never was positive <laughs> reinforcement with that. I will say, <laughs> the therapy is... wasn't meant to be, but the whole basis yeah. of it was negative. Right. That's true. Like, it was built on that. But that doesn't mean that that's where that's it has to That's what we go. should be doing. Yes. Yeah. If you get anything out of this episode is use positive reinforcement to report to the elf instead of the negative and negative oh. tell dad i'm gonna tell your dad you just wait that's what i do blame it on somebody else yep. <laughs> then he has to take care of it as creepy as it is like knowing this now i might actually get it and test it out with the positive yeah it's that negative you know big brother like you're being watched and that's the only reason to be good is because you're being watched yeah. You should be good because it feels good to be good and that our world is a better place when we all treat each other well. Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Weird. Huh. Oh my God. <laughs> I never Lord. thought about that. So, they have another suggestion too, which is kind of fun. And especially too, like once your kids are 
getting older, you could actually bust this back out with your kids. So the other suggestion they have is including your child in the tradition. The way I see that when your kids get older is taking turns on who mm-hmm. hides the elf each night. And yeah. then so after they've grown up and they realize that that whole myth, thing. myth is a myth yeah, <laughs> an illusion, then you can keep the tradition going by having it just be a fun family thing that you do each year. And this night I hide it, the next night you hide it, keeping the tradition going on like that, which yeah. I have. But just want to remind people too, if you are a parent who relies on rewards to encourage good behavior, which like I said, we all do from time to time, Dr. Markham has a great suggestion to shift out of that pattern. And they say that, quote, substitute some giggly roughhousing every day for a week. And that they predict that your child will feel so motivated by a deepened connection with you that their request for bribes will just melt away because the reward your child really wants is you. And I think that's just so cute because like, it's true. We get, again, because we're socially conditioned to think, you know, of the outside stuff. And at the end of the day, your kid just wants to have that connection with you. Yeah. And so it's not the money and the stuff as much as it is being happy, like the feeling of being happy Mm -hmm. and connected. I think too, a lot of kids at the end of the day, whether or not they're tired or exhausted and they like freak out. It was funny because with my youngest, like she is so good in school. Like she holds it together. Then she gets Mm -hmm. home and she's just like the Tasmanian devil, but because she held it in and she's like, and she even knows it. She's like, I was so good at school and I come home. And it's like, at the end of the day, I kind of let her get it out. And then it's like, she just wants a hug. It's hard because when they are freaking out, you can't stop and think in reality, they really just needed the connection and they're just young and don't understand how to say those things. And I always think it's funny when people are like, my child never act that way. And if they do, I'm going to, it's like, that's not helping anything. Well, and it's a balance. I mean, cause right. yes. it's like, I will say, yes. It's like with rewards, like I said, like you can't rely on rewards. Mm -hmm. You can't rely on a specific type of discipline. So what that doctor is saying about the roughhousing is because it's redirection. And that's the biggest. So when your kid is having a temper tantrum or is acting out, redirection is what most experts suggest because Mm -hmm. getting their attention away from whatever it is that's causing it allows them to learn to shift their brain into a more positive right. way of coping mm-hmm. and not focusing on it. And it, so it's like, like you said, like, you know, get it out, but then shift, then redirect their energy to somewhere else after they've processed that emotion. Right. And redirection really does work really well. It it's just really, not I, always, that's the though. Thing. it doesn't always, but it's the harder option. And that's yes, why it's a more difficult a certain right. way from your upbringing too. So, right. So you have to change your perspective and then go and reinforce it where the reinforcing is hard. I mean, like, let's be for real. Like mm-hmm. some of the easy way sometimes is just go to your room and be quiet. Whereas if you were to redirect, like that's going to take more time and harder for a parent, you know, but in the long run, yes, it will pay off, but I struggle with that too. So yeah, we all do. I think- as much as you can say too, that you want to follow certain expert advice at the end of the day when you are conditioned a certain way it takes time to break that and so you know if say you are on a a path to it and then you slip up and it's like yeah I mean it takes time to learn anything and we teach that to our kids right and the older you get the harder the harder it is and then you gotta show you you gotta redirect from the elf on the shelf thing just always got me as like it's the creepiness that someone's always watching you and yeah. it's like it reminds me of feeling like you're at home and like someone's like outside watching you the whole time you know like there's that creepiness of it like that's fucking creepy the elf yes. on the shelf is just a peeping top yes it's like creepy to me like that's the one where I'm like god I just feel weird like yeah. it's because it 
is. <laughs> it feels creepy because it is. it is. Well, what's that movie with um where they're all in on it and it's got Jim Carrey, isn't it Jim Carrey? I don't know. You have to give me more context. And, and, and he's like, it's a movie based on him. Like his whole entire life is a movie set. Oh, the Truman Show. The Truman Show. Yes. I love that movie. Yes. And it always the future. Re- yeah, exactly. I go back to that where it's like, everybody's watching everybody. I don't know. Just weird. But yeah. I get the enjoyment of it. And I think it is about fun holiday things. And yes. And it's just, it's always the extreme sometimes. It's like, well, I always go back. Like, I always go back to what the Delphic Oracle said way, way back: "Is know thyself and nothing in excess." And yeah. that is the secret to life. It sounds simple, but it's not. And taking this elf on a shelf to extreme excess into the like you know negative extremes is not good. And right. also too, because that's the other thing that they say is the balance of the Santa tradition too is important. Like not pushing it too hard of how real Santa is. Right. Because at the end of the day, when you tell your kids that you've been lying to them this whole time, that's not necessarily good too. So it's having fun with the Santa tradition, but not taking it to an extreme. Right. You know? Right. So that when they do find out everything, it's not a, oh, it's not such a disappointment. I know not everybody does this. And I know it's kind of one of those things where it can be a touchy subject, but let's be for real. Christmas presents from Santa. Did mm-hmm. we talk about this before? We did. I and think yeah. all, most of our presents are from mom and dad. And then we do a few like Santa ones, which would be like clothes. And like, there's a few fun ones in there, but like, I want my kids to know that we work for us to afford these things. Santa doesn't just bring a tablet for mm-hmm. you that you get. And I get why other people don't do that because that's the magic of Christmas to like, that's where they say the magic of, so like everything is from Santa. There's nothing for mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back again to like how you were raised, like, and that's what you liked. So that's what you're doing. So what we just said a little bit ago is because I think I might give this try as creepy as I find this elf looking. I might have mine. Do you want to adopt mine? You can adopt my elf. Your sock drawer elf? I'd love I think to. now I'm going to look in the sock drawer and see if it's really in there. I have no idea because there's a oh chance I may God, have thrown it away. Oh my God, we can have like a little adoption. Like I'll come over with oh, her and be like. Said, I'll make papers. <laughs> okay, now this is putting a lot of pressure on me too to like <laughs> yeah. keep up with this because we're like officially <laughs> adopting. Yeah, are, are we do it. Did you give it a name? I'm sure the kids did. I have no idea. Let me know if I like it. I'll keep it. Yeah, I have but, no idea. Not taking this to excess too with the good, not telling your yeah. kid, okay, I'm going to report all the good things you do. Because then again, it's that idea that you need to be behaving a certain way to get rewards. And yet you only behave to get something in return. You right. only behave good to get something in return. And you don't want to teach that. No. You want to be good to be good because it feels good and not having stress in your life is healthier. Right. But please, um, for everybody listening, share your experiences with Elf on the Shelf. Good, bad, in between. Yeah, and if you love it and you think we're crazy. Or if you have some of those cool ideas, like you were saying, of the weird, the elf shitting itself or whatever. What was it? Yeah. And like I said, that chick, I don't remember if anybody bought one of those. Because I know some of our friends are listening. I know they bought them. And what it all was in it. Like, I just thought it was really cool. And I remember being like, that is a genius idea. Taking the pressure out of it for the parents of doing that every night. So, yeah. I love it. it Yeah, it was cool. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we will talk to you next week. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in to Anonymous Mom. Have a question you want answered or a topic you'd love for us to discuss? Email us at anonymousmompod at gmail.com. Or if you want to remain anonymous, 
Join our Facebook group, Anonymous Mom, where you can post your topic or question anonymously. Thanks for listening. 